everybody welcome back to pretend world drill people as always i'm tyler and um yeah if uh uh if you haven't heard the sag after strike is officially suspended as of this morning midnight uh thursday november 9th uh recording this on the 8th as i'm hearing about it and i am um, oh god uh so many <laughs> so many emotions right now um I'm just I'm so happy that we uh, we nuked the whole AI idea and we got a lot of really great things set uh, for the tentative agreement with the AMPTP uh, as far as, you know, compensation protections against AI, uh, just multitude of other things that uh, smarter people than I, uh, you know, will describe and uh, tell you all about uh, in the next couple of days. But I am I'm beyond ecstatic. I. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I haven't been on a SAG set uh, in almost 120 days. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I there's no prep for this intro. I just wanted to say thank you to the SAG negotiating committee for, for fighting for us. And this has been... Oh, it's been one hell of a <laughs> second half of 2023. And it's... um Yeah, it... it uh, I just yeah I, I don't have anything else to say I'm just, I'm so happy right now that um yeah that they won't be able to scan our likeness and use it forever <laughs> for like a hundred bucks uh I need to get into the intro for this week's episode I had just an amazing time talking to these two incredibly talented filmmakers that are actually based here in Colorado they met each other in Iowa during college. Uh, both pursuing various levels of uh, filmmaking education and ended up finding not only true love for cinema, but true love for each other. As, <laughs> as cheesy as that is for me to say, uh, they are just incredible. Uh, since their college years, they have, as I mentioned, uh, moved to Colorado. They've made a plethora of short films. This last year, they spent marketing their upcoming independent feature film uh, through social media and websites and through Kickstarter, where they actually knocked the ball out of the park to reach their financing goal. They, they absolutely crushed it. These two are just fantastic, and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode, but also check out their film Field of Screams when it comes out. And make sure you go follow this uh, social media page because they are absolutely crushing the digital marketing game. And I should probably introduce <laughs> my guests to all of you. Uh, these two filmmakers are known as Alex Mode and Evan Runkle. And yeah, I just, I can't say anything else without spoiling the rest of the episode. We talked about everything from their devotion to film as an art form to starting a Kickstarter campaign and, and what that really entails and just the whole process of getting a film off the ground in general. It was an absolute joy talking to them. I'm just going to shut up. Let's get right into it. Please, everybody, help me in welcoming Alex Mode and Evan Runkle. Yeah, I'm uh, Evan Runkle, one of the co-writers and directors of the upcoming movie Field of Screams. And I'm Alex Mode, the other co-writer and co-director of Field of Screams. 
I'm so fucking excited for this movie. You have no idea. The <laughs> fact that it's it's a local, you know, like horror film too, made in Colorado. Before we get into that, like, when did you guys? I always ask this question first. When did you find yourself so enamored with filmmaking? Like, when did that happen for you? Yeah, so filmmaking has always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, I remember being a very little kid going to see Phantom Menace uh, and just like the crowds being so hyped up for this movie that had been so many years in the making and me not having the context of any of that because I was like five um, and just being so excited that something could get this many people excited it just blew me away. Um, and I came to it much later in the middle of college. Uh, I was a theater and psychology major and my acting partner um, invited me to one of her film classes. And I went and I was like, you guys just watch movies and talk about them. She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm dropping the other two majors that I have and I'm doing this instead. Um, and then I figured out that like there was a lot I didn't know about filmmaking and uh, that I was going to have to learn a lot to successfully get a degree. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I but I did. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I made it. I made it through. I learned a lot, and I kind of fell in love with like every part of the process. Like I kind of came to it as a writer. Um, so I I kind of really I'm trying to find the word. I really like gravitated towards screenwriting. Um, but like I I really loved getting to learn all the little bits, like learn about lighting and learn about editing and learn about audio and learn about you know cinematography and all of that um so I just kind of got to fall in love like with the whole process um like really fresh like as a as a young adult um which I I think is a really unique experience and I I'm kind of glad it worked out that way for me honestly like I don't have that whole like oh it was a lifelong dream of mine I was like no I stumbled into it in college and it turned out I really loved every part of it that is a really like just interesting time in your life too. When you think you know what you yeah. want to do, and then that just happens, that's insane. Yeah, I, yeah uh... well, I <laughs> I wanted to be like a. I I was going to college for psychology with the intent of like doing something with like sex education, maybe, and then theater was just because I liked theater. <laughs> Um, and then I just totally changed gears and I was like, uh, actually I'd like to do the secret third option of, uh, be a film major. <laughs> I'll do that instead. It's, and I know this is a horrible, uh, comparison, but it almost reminded me of, um, that scene in Nightcrawler where Jake Gyllenhaal sees the, yes. you know, the news van open up and he's just enamored like, Oh shit, what is this? Yes. You know? No, it was exactly. <laughs> yes. I went into this film class and they were, I can't even remember what movie they were talking about. I want to say it was an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Um, it might've been vertigo actually. And like, I didn't even really like vertigo that much. I actually came out of it not loving vertigo but like that whole class and how it was structured and the fact that people were like learning things like this and that you could teach stuff like this like that was like a hundred percent my nightcrawler moment 
That, uh, that being said, I have had a news van open up in front of me for a previous job. Not a nightcrawler moment for me. <laughs> the world of the world of news and journalism is not is not my passion. <laughs> That's how. Yeah, that sounds frightening. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's terrifying. It's a world we both kind of got to step into. You more than me. Yeah, Evan, what what like what about the filmmaking process stood out to you, man? I mean, we and I feel you for the Phantom Menace moment where like, <laughs> we're so young. I don't understand why this is exciting, but I'm excited. So like well, let's right. let's get into it. Yeah. So like what what happened there with you? Yeah, so after that it was always something that I loved, but it wasn't something that people I knew did um until kind of in my Oh, middle teens, I found out that some people, uh, we're both from Iowa originally, um, and I found out that some people were making movies in Iowa, and this was just like a group of friends, uh, older guys, and they were all just making 80s-inspired slasher, gory, just crazy DIY movies, and as a teen, I'm like, well, I got to get involved with these guys, Like, <laughs> which I'm glad that they were cool because, you know, if you're a team like, let me go meet these older guys. That could be a bad time, but it all worked out. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it really showed me that that people could do that. And um, one of them had gone to school for like effects makeup. Um, the rest of this kind of group did not have a lot of big film background and they were just making equipment out of PVC pipe and they were just doing it. Um, they, they weren't getting help. They weren't asking anybody. They were just, you know, doing it cause they wanted to and cause they loved it and it made them happy. And it kind of opened the door that that was something that people could do. Yeah. It, it, oh god I, i'm just imagining being that young and then putting you as like the lead pa or something but you're testing out some kind of stunt rig <laughs> like an old pickup yeah, and was, a piece of twine or something yeah a lot of weird stuff like that yeah there's like plywood with skateboard wheels as dollies that kind of deal and you're just like this is great <laughs> I do miss and those it, days. <laughs> yeah, that that's the the main thing with filmmaking. I think is you just can't let the magic go away for yourself, and uh, you know you'll you'll make it work every yeah. other way because it's it's just great. <laughs> so when did when did you guys find each other? When did this you know this collaboration occur? Uh, for I mean, you said you're both from Iowa. Did it happen there? Did you both just happen to move here and then it it uh, it just spawned? Yeah, so we met in college, actually. Um, we met in a film class. Um, I believe it was like an experimental film class, Yeah, which is yeah. not at all our forte, but <laughs> it was like one of the only like production classes offered that semester. So I think we both were like, yes, let me make a movie. Let me make a movie. Um, and like it was a small class, so we all kind of like got to know each other pretty well. Um, but I remember specifically um, one day Evan came in and he was like really excited because uh, because of like a, a Ghostbusters movie that was coming out. Uh, Ecto coolers were back on shelves. Yeah. And I just looked at him like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, you don't know what an Ecto cooler is? I'm like, no, I have no idea. So the next time we had class, he just comes in. And like sets an ecto cooler down on my desk. 
And he's like, that's for you. And like the rest is history. Um, we've, we, we we're together. Like we're, uh, we're engaged. Um, yeah. and so we've been, uh, like together for like six, seven years. Um, and we've been making short films pretty much since we met in college. Like ever since that class, like we kind of just started making short films together and, um, and and with that math, I guess most of that time we've been working on the script for what is now this feature oh we're doing God. this summer. Yeah. Um, uh, really? So that's that crazy. Long? Yeah. Yeah. We we started oh the kill. script, I think, four years ago. Yeah. I have on uh, a lot of that's the fault of COVID giving us just a lot of time. Yeah. Um, to pour over it. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of time <laughs> to make a movie that has a decently sized cast and... <laughs> yeah a couple different locations yeah. um not a covid friendly movie but um yeah it gave us time to really like pick it apart get it to a place where we really liked it um we we wrote it when we lived in iowa um and evan evan kind of was the one who really like it was kind of your vision i guess from the start yeah so it it's like the name suggests, uh, a farmhouse horror movie. And a lot of that was like, man, we're we're here in Iowa. We know so many people with farmhouses. This will be easy. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And in that meantime, we moved out here uh, to Colorado. Um, not as many farmhouses. No, no not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but what we did find was just so many amazing uh, actors and so many amazing uh, crew options that were like, man, um, I know location wise, it'd be easier to go back to film this. But uh, there's so many people here and it would be even harder to ship them all to Iowa just yeah. for a farm. <laughs> um, and we, we managed to find one. Um, yeah, we, we found we found a pretty good location. Like we were both, I think, really surprised with what we found. And we're really excited to start working with it because um, it kind of like just fits exactly what both of us have been imagining yeah. in our heads. Like seriously. Yeah, it's this like really cool farmhouse down in like southern Colorado. And it's okay. like it's it's like in town but it also has like acres of land that's like on the property so you're not like isolated so you can still like run to the gas station if you need but you can like shoot to make it look like like you're on a farm so it's like kind of perfect in that way well for uh for people listening to this you know if they're if they're looking to make their own film short film feature whatever what is it like one scouting locations, but then also reaching out to the owners of these properties and saying like, Hey, we're making a movie. Can, can we borrow your land for, you know, like a week or two? Like, how does, how does that occur? Location had been one of the hardest parts yes. of this whole thing, <laughs> of which is funny. Yeah. Cause the, the inspiration was we're like, man, yeah. Farm horror. Yeah. It'll be the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just, so many emails Colorado has a location directory um none of those happen to work out mm-hmm. um then yeah and then there's a lot of event spaces that are ranches and we reached out to them um they didn't quite work out either oddly what we ended up doing was going through Airbnb um 
Yeah, and just finding a guy off of there who was up for it. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's that's how that managed to work out. Um, we made a list of all the options on Airbnb. This one was at the top, uh, and it happened to work out because the place is just already spooky and vintage, and it's I'm so excited to show it off. Oh, yeah. As for like how to do this, like how to like get into it, and I think this is something we've both finding we've both been finding to be like really true about uh every aspect of independent filmmaking is like you just have to be ready for rejection. Um yeah. we I have sent so many emails, messages, everything to people and I and I've had some like really truly fantastic uh interactions with people through like fundraising through reaching out to people for like crew and cast through um like reaching out for like other services that we need as like a a business a small like a an independent film um but a lot of it is just getting comfortable with the fact that people either don't want to talk to you or they're gonna let you know that they don't want to talk to you um and so like really it's just like you you find find the places that look good to you craft up just like a very clear simple email like hey i'm doing this your place looks great can we talk about this and uh if they don't say anything uh that's that's it or you can try and follow up um if they reject you you just say thank you appreciate your time to move on um and if they're interested then uh then good for you. <laughs> Worked out. Like at that point, it, it's just down to your social skills, which is another big thing with independent filmmaking. Say. Is it's been a huge like baptism by fire for like social skills and yeah. networking and stuff that I, I don't think either of us are necessarily bad at, but we hadn't really had to test ourselves on it until now until having to email and instagram message random strangers for months at a time uh and really like build up um uh, build up our skills on how to communicate with people yeah, yeah. it's funny how that that because i i made a web series right before covid mm. and I, i've been acting for coming up on like 11 years so i i know that part when yeah. it came to the business end, like shit, I don't know what to say to these people. Or the like you said, they say yes, and you go, "Cool, fuck, what do I do now?" Like what? <laughs> exactly, you're like, I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> exactly, yeah. To be honest, they usually hang up by now. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me one second. So that's that's awesome. That you know the location worked out. You have everything lined up. You have your cast, and they're they're all incredible. But I do want to go back really quick, just because I I'm a you know fan of screenwriting. I love writing. I love the writing process. When it came to, like you said, you broke down the script several times and kept rewriting it. What was your writing process like, especially when it involves, you know, two of you? And what was that like? I, I have two dry erase boards that I, I will fill almost every single day and then wipe down right before a pod, you know, podcast interview or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what, what is your creative process when it comes to writing? Yeah, so oddly, a lot of our inspirations have been writer-director duos. Um Growing up, those guys back in Iowa who who taught me all the DIY stuff, it was mostly two guys writing, directing as a team. 
Um, another team out of Iowa are the guys that wrote A Quiet Place. Um, they're, oh. they're originally from there and they went to the same college that we did. So s- since there was that much in common, we've kind of just poured over interviews that they've done. Uh, so a lot of it's been listening to, to what these guys do to, to collaborate. Uh, it's been a lot of kind of just putting together a game plan and then passing off back and forth the computer or the- yeah, there have been multiple times where like we'll we'll like take an HDMI cord out, hook the laptop up to the TV, and like one of us will have the laptop and be writing on the laptop and the other one will be like looking at the TV and being like, Okay. Okay, so I don't know about this line here. I don't know about that. Why don't we can we can we revisit that? And then like the person with the laptop is like, Yes, okay, what about this? No, you hate that? Okay. What about this? No, you hate that? Okay. And uh, to be honest, that's a, a lot of what writing this script was like. I yeah. think was a lot of, oh, you hate this? Okay, let's see. <laughs> let's see if we can find something we either both hate equally or we both are kind of okay with. Because like, I feel like you, Evan, like wrote the the bulk of the script. And then when it came to revisions or when it came to like specific characters was when I kind of hopped in and I know it definitely changed from like the first time you wrote but I feel like a lot of it was like you had a really solid idea and then I came in and pooped on all of it and then we collaborated (laughs) to make something that we both really liked um yeah I I think a big thing (laughs) is just uh together having an idea of where the story's going um and discussing that and then you can kind of together back and forth fill things in um and then you yeah if if you're the one that's done something and you're collaborating you kind of have to go all right here's what i did what you think and you know honesty is important Honesty (laughs) is very important and you know everything's made in the revisions (laughs) um we actually like when when i say we when we say we've been working on this for like four years like we mean it like this script was in revisions uh, through this year like the the final wow. version of the script that we're going off of and working with now didn't really exist until like last spring right after we decided we wanted to put it in, into the production yeah a lot of that was because of casting we, we just uh we're looking at some of the options and and we started meeting people through uh through our producer who uh you know uh Calvin Shepard. Oh yeah. Big C. Yeah, he's <laughs> Yeah, he's been key in anything happening with this at all yeah. since we're transplants to here and knew nobody. Yeah, he's, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Um and and a lot of stuff going through him it just kind of opened up some some holes that that we definitely had to yeah yeah we there was kind of a a couple character changes like right at the last in the last leg of it um which i mean we we've cast all of those characters like it's not like it's a surprise (laughs) or anything but yeah no it it was it was really interesting because we had been working with it for so long with um the main character alan and his girlfriend jessica and a problem we'd really been um struggling with was like 
how do we make it so this character, Jessica, doesn't want to be at this farmhouse, but has a motivation other than there's not a Starbucks here. And like, for some reason, we really couldn't crack it. Like I, we really could not put anything because we were having to like do this like dance of like, well, it can't be something so bad that it overshadows the grief of your partner losing his grandfather. Mm -hmm. But it can't be something like so inconsequential like it was that it's like, this is stupid. This character is annoying. Why is she doing this? Because we wanted conflict. Like, we don't want them to just be like, oh, I love you. Everything's great. Oh, sweetie. Because that's not interesting to watch. Um, And you got to have something interesting going on between when the scarecrow shows up (laughs) to kill people. (laughs) Um, So one day, Evan just kind of like walked in the room and he was like, hey, what if Alan has a boyfriend? And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, we've been finding like a lot of a lot of like actors in our search and and a lot of like male actors and like more more so than like you know female actors that that we feel would fit like the role and and then also I think it kind of gives that character like a better reason to not really be comfortable like in a rural area and like in yeah. a farmhouse but like it's not like so like much of a problem that it overshadows anything I'm like you are a genius <laughs> you are so right <laughs> You are beautiful. Thank you for bringing this up. Um, and so, like, yeah, like months ago, we like had went through the script, like retooled this whole character, uh, and then I realized that took out like one of the women in our in our script. Uh, and I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> okay, wait, we gotta have another woman in here. We can't, <laughs> we can't just have like this side character and like this one. We can't do that. So we had to. Uh, retool a different character who was a lot easier to um switch the genders of just because i they were kind of like a hey this is your like party friend your friend who like brings alcohol and just wants to have a good time and it's like well this could be literally anybody <laughs> their gender is not important to this role but it it was it was important to me specifically to have women be in this movie because like absolutely I just think it's important for women to be represented in movies. And I I think it's important to be aware of when you're be, be aware of like making sure your cast isn't, um, you know, misrepresentative of like a group of people. Cause I was like, this is a lot of guys now and that's like cool <laughs> and that's fine. But I, I really would like to, you know, take some of these actresses that we were looking at and, and, you know, get a couple of them in here and we're losing spots for them. So let's, let's open up one of these parts. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was like a really cool process um, that happened months ago after we'd had the script written and finished for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'd, we'd had it like finished and we were like, yeah, we're going to make it. And then we're getting into the beginning stages of casting it. And then we're like, Hey, what if we change the entire what if we have to go through and change like the entire script and change a bunch of conversations and change an entire character motivation and therefore change all these other character motivations what if we did that um (laughs) but in the end it it makes so much more sense that's the wildest part yeah it makes so much more sense and it's so much more fun 
and it it is giving us the opportunity to work with um just some really great people and do some really interesting things um i say vaguely as i try not to spoiler spoil yeah. yeah spoil <laughs> plot points of the movie i do love when those those ideas or the solutions that you couldn't find for days or weeks you could be laying down in your bed it's two in the morning you just kind of wake up and then run to your office You're like oh uh uh this might not work but let's and then you know just it starts to work so i love when those happen yes. and i do want to say like for anybody who's weary of like working with their partner on a project you should probably do it because that's when you really figure out who that other person is. And if you guys can mm-hmm. do absolutely anything together, like it's, I, I've been wanting to say it for um, <laughs> like 20 minutes, but I wasn't sure when I can just like segue this in the fact that you guys are, you're engaged, you've been together for as long as you have been, and you're working on a feature together after all the shorts and you can still like, you have, you have something, it just works. It, things blend together. You're not, I mean, I would pray, you know, you're not, holding a butcher knife on the other end of the kitchen just kind of like oh if he writes that idea down i'm just gonna toss this out you know like it's not one of those things you guys have you know simple solutions and compromises to your creative process and i think a lot of people need to remember that it's not a win-lose situation it's uh if it doesn't work for one let's try something else like that that's just insanely admirable so i had to bring that up and you know well, thank uh, you. Make you blush a little bit because I think well, that's fucking cool. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. What about the uh so like you have the script, you have your actors, you're going into a sort of crowdfunding scenario. Walk me through that because I, I've heard some some horror stories about oh, we, we were like two dollars away and then nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh because at this point, this is a this is almost like a filmmaker's tutorial episode of not only getting to know you, but it's like, what, what should we do? Well, try this. So <laughs> when it came to, to like the crowdfunding part, were you, were you nervous? Were you a little apprehensive? Were you super confident that you'll make it way past the budget? I mean, it's kind of an unfair question to ask, but given that you've gone over it already, like where, where were your heads at uh, when you first started that? So we didn't sleep properly for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It was not, there's this quote, and it's not really a quote. It's like a whole essay that somebody wrote that was like tacked on to like one of the cork boards in the theater department uh, at the college that we went to. And I was in the theater. I think I was like waiting for like one of my professors to be like available during their office hours. And so I just kind of started reading this thing. And it's one of those like really kind of, high concept wanky essays about like art but it's one that really resonated with me because the whole kind of idea of it is no matter what you do in life you are going to suffer so you should figure out how you're willing to suffer and what you're willing to suffer for and the entire crowdfunding process was a real kind of, I I don't even know how to describe it but it it was it was the thing that made me go we are suffering to do this we are fully suffering but we're but but we're we're doing it because this is what we're willing to suffer for we're willing to take on this emotional baggage because uh, it is really stressful like I I spent the entire summer um researching other uh kickstarters so i would just go to kickstarters that were like doing well 
um, and like kind of see what they offered for um, rewards, see like what level, like how much money they were asking for, like for their goal and how much money they were asking for for specific tiers. Mm. Um, I read a ton of Kickstarter articles. Kickstarter has like actually a really good like bank of resources on like what makes projects successful, what you should do leading up to a project, what you should be doing during, what you should do after. Um, they have a lot of good like resources for where to source materials for your rewards. Like if you're doing t-shirts or posters or stuff like that, they have people that they like work with commonly and they have like whole lists. There's like, yeah, here, you can check these people out if you need this kind of service or this kind of service. Um, so it was a ton of research, a ton of research went into it. Um, I have accidentally into like social media management and content creation as like a side gig at like every job that I work at now. And so we were kind of like, okay, we're going to need a social media presence. So I was like, okay, well, let's start that early and let's get that out there so we can like get people excited and get people like wound up. Um, and something that I was really keeping in mind was we we both but I think me more so uh taken like like independent content creation like like independent creators on like YouTube or whatever like I'm a huge critical role fan um oh yeah 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 like we both we both watch stuff like that where it's like people who like put together like a little group and a little company and they're like hey we're gonna do what we want and while they make good content, like the magic there is like those people. The magic is those personalities. So I was like, okay, like I'm not saying we're like super special and charming, but like we got to put faces to this project pretty early if anyone's going to care about this. Otherwise, it's just like another, it's another like random movie page on Instagram. Cause I don't know if you've been to the movie side of Instagram. Oh, I have. It's <laughs> yeah. It's There's deep. Yeah. It's deep and it's intense. So I was like, let's let's put faces to this. Let's get a personality going. Um, we were able to get our um our actor for our main scarecrow, Randy Rockford, out for like some photos and like use those to build up excitement. And that was really great. Um and then when it came time for like marketing marketing we kind of just started throwing stuff at the wall and to see what stuck and we're not quite yet at the point where we know what stuck <laughs> we just know something <laughs> did something made it so that people cared about what we were doing yeah i i think we got there was a deal on two inch by two inch stickers which is about the size for a qr code the name of a movie and the phrase, hey, want to help make a horror movie? Um, so we got about 2,000 of those. Uh, and between us, our friends, um, people that we know across the country even, um, we sent them to them. We've put them up all around this state. Um, and I have no idea if that helped at all yeah. or if we wasted our time a lot, uh, but, like, but something worked. Uh, so who is to say? Yeah, but like the energy of that is like, if if you're like, well, how do you do this? How do you even like do a, a crowdfunding campaign? Like you have to be willing to try anything. Like if it's your first time, yeah. you got to be willing to try anything and everything we did 
We put stickers up around Denver, Boulder, Loveland, Fort Collins. We sent them off to our friends. We put posters up. We did a talk at New Belgium Brewing uh, because they were doing like a little like mini like talk series that they do around Halloween. And we're like, well, hey, we're making a horror movie. Can we come talk? They're like, yes, please come talk. Uh, We bought ad space on like one of our favorite podcasts that's about movies. Um, Oh, my God. What else did we? There's a zine out of Portland that I found that was selling ad space for like $10. So we we put an ad in there. (laughs) We put an ad in a horror zine. Yeah. Yeah. We bought Instagram ads like we we just kind of we're like, okay, we don't know what's going to work. So let's just try everything. And part of that is like that, that that's all money. Also, yeah. that, that's money. And that's a ton of time. And that's a big thing is not only do you have to be willing to just kind of try stuff, you have to be able to kind of put the money and time into it. Um, because it it's like, uh, it's hard to build like a social media following. And it's oh. really hard to get your message out there when there's like, so much on the internet there's so much like in physical spaces like there's so many posters and stickers and everything like i don't know if you've been to like boulder like i don't know if you've been to boulder recently but like nuts the posts yeah yeah, Yeah. that they have in the middle of the pedestrian walkway are just like covered (laughs) with stuff like you're not the only one who's doing who's doing something and you're not the only one doing something they're passionate about so like you kind of have to be willing to try a little bit of everything because uh, you don't know what's going to catch people's attention and you don't know where you're going to kind of uh, stick out, I guess, or like yeah. like be unique and like really get people's attention. Um, so it was a lot of that. And then I kind of alluded to this earlier, but once the Kickstarter was up and going, um, we then transitioned to messaging all of the complete strangers that followed us on instagram and saying hey wow thank you so much for following us will you give us money please (laughs) please go check out our project um again thank you for following us but please please give us money please oh that's awesome um it was a lot we this is not a flex uh but we have i think around 1500 followers you Um, do you guys are fucking crushing the social media marketing for this thing appreciate it it's been <laughs> holy shit a that, lot that's been mostly her knowing what she's it's, doing it's oh. been it's been a ton it's been a ton of stuff but yeah like we messaged probably half those people i think so about 750 people just probably sending messages out like hey thanks for you know, supporting the page, you know, we're independent. So our community means everything. Um, also, uh, we need money. So uh, give us money, please. Um, I guess, I guess uh, a lot of independent filmmaking is writing copy. So if you don't have a good handle on writing copy, I would maybe, I would maybe recommend that. Cause I, cause like I, I went into this terrified. We both went into this terrified because we know kickstarters aren't guaranteed and we thought about doing indiegogo where we could set a goal and then just keep whatever we got yeah um and we thought about we thought about a number of options but we wanted to do kickstarter 
because I, I mean, the, the name recognition helps and it helps when you're trying to explain to your relatives, like what, (laughs) what you're doing. Yeah. When they're like, Oh, how do I give you money? It's like, okay. So, um, (laughs) but then I, I also really agree with like the psychology of Kickstarter, which is kind of what they're focused around at this point is that if you give people an end date and you give people a definitive goal, that's actually going to motivate people to get like give you money as long as you put in the work yeah beforehand and so a, a lot of it was just a ton of work a ton of begging strangers for money <laughs> a ton of walking around colorado's cities and putting up stickers and bothering people but we're also both really like fortunate to have incredibly supportive friends and family yeah. and kick, that is like a big thing kickstarter is very clear about too is they're like, most of your money is going to come from people you know. Yep. <laughs> so you better make sure that you have like a good, a good base, like a good support base if you want your project to go anywhere. Um, and we're lucky enough that we we do have like a really good, um, we've got great friends and family that showed up when it mattered and helped make this happen. Like it's not, yeah. it's not just the strangers we begged for money, like people we've known our whole lives people we've met in the last few years people we've met like a single time <laughs> at like a party like it, it's just like there's been an incredible amount of generosity and that's something you can't really plan for mm-hmm. or like uh market for it's 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 kind of something that you have to have facilitated in your life and and this process has been shockingly positive. Yes. Um, <laughs> for for the longest time with uh, making films, it's kind of felt like uh, you were fighting the whole world to make to make your art. And then since we came out here and we met up with Calvin, and we've met a lot of his social circle. And we've reached out and met some folks on our own. It's it's just been such a supportive environment that if we had not found, I, I don't think we would have felt like we would be able to make a feature film. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Like you, you're Absolutely. very connected to, <laughs> yeah. to the community around here. I don't know why like we're telling you, but like, you right. know, like there's a lot of talented people out here and there's a lot of people oh, who nuts. are just so excited to like <laughs> collaborate. Yeah, everybody in in and it's it's only grown in the best way in the you know ten plus years I've been involved in it where you are making you know uh, what you consider like oh it's our unknown indie or you know like who knows what'll happen and then people just come out in droves because I, I think on your part they see how passionate you are about it like I the only true comparison I have to what you're doing is the first film I was ever PA on which was like. 2010 maybe we did a proof of concept teaser shot that and then we had something called a panhandlers ball where we just invited Ah. friends and family to come and donate money before i think kickstarter indiegogo were what they wanted to do it just like but seeing how things have changed and how people are are embracing creativity and just they, they want to support any way shape they can but you guys are diving into you know your marketing you're emailing people you're cold calling you're doing everything you can to make <laughs> to essentially like make sure this baby survives for lack of a, a less morbid <laughs> yeah. description. Yeah. But uh, I mean, outside of 
everything you've done. You have your script locked. You have your cast. You're going to start production here soon, I, w- I would think. Um, what outside of this like keeps you two satiated? I mean, you're you're engaged. You're living together. You probably have day jobs outside of this as well. What outside of what I could only imagine is like 20 hours of your day <laughs> <laughs> keeps you satiated and happy. Like, what do you guys like to do outside of this? What, what, what keeps a smile on your face? I like the busyness. Um, that's, I guess if one was to point out a red flag, it's <laughs> that I like to, I like to keep busy. And this is exactly the kind of thing that I like to keep busy with. I think uh, the kids would call that a beige flag. It's a your beige, beige flag. flag. Beige yeah, flag, okay. yeah. I yeah, see. It's your beige flag. Because um, <laughs> uh, otherwise it's a, it's a lot of watching movies or thinking about future projects or thinking about other people's projects and um, I'm just always pestering her about things that need done and she has to remind me to chill for a minute. Yeah, um, I don't think you can I don't think you can see it on the camera, Tyler, but we are surrounded by eleven hundred DVDs uh in our living room. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh. has been this has been I went into this relationship knowing that this was this this was how it was gonna be. First time I went to his like apartment, I was like, this is a lot of DVDs. Like this is so much. Um and it uh I think that's yeah, there's there's DVDs on every wall. There are movie posters on every wall. There is a film reel that is labeled as uh Da Vinci Code Part Two that hangs on our wall. Um, just like a metal film reel that was used for Da Vinci Code Part Two, like Such the second random... part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the other side is for Beer Fest. Yeah, the other side oh. is for Beer Fest. God, um, yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I like not to like simplify Evan at all, but like the, the, he he does eat, sleep, and breathe this entirely. Like even like you you've been branching out and you do have other hobbies. Like you've gotten really into baking, but you refuse <laughs> to bake anything that is not movie related. Yeah, <laughs> you I've only seen... bake cakes that are. It's the cakes, <laughs> right? The themed cakes. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping you'd bring that up because I saw those. <laughs> like, what? How can I get invited? Uh, this is fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are for parties that uh, our producer Calvin puts together, and I'm just like, all right, I'll bring the cake. I hear you. Yeah, it's like a week. What? He'll be like a week before, and he'll be like, "Hey, Evan, so I want to do a movie marathon. Can you make a cake?" uh thank you see you there we're like okay i guess we'll make a cake um um me though i i am kind of one of those people that and i think we're both kind of like this but evan get evan is a little bit more focused of a person than i am uh where i just amass hobbies so like um it's kind of what I'm whatever I'm in the mood for. Like every few months I'll pull out my guitar and pretend I can play guitar and I'll I'll play uh Riptide by uh <laughs> Oh, what's his name? Vance Joy. Vance Joy, yeah. I'll play Riptide by Vance Joy <laughs> and then a month later I'll pull it out and do the same thing again. Um but like I I really love video games like a lot. Um uh, which is another thing I didn't get into until I was an adult. 
Um, Because my parents were very, like, anti-video game. They were very much like, no, you're going to read. You're going to (laughs) read books. We're not getting you video games. I was like, dang, okay. Not even the little dog thing on the Nintendo. Okay. Um, But, like, as an adult, like, living with people who, like, have video game consoles, I, like, got really into video games. And I'm working on, I'm, like, gonna be starting the last of us part two pretty soon and i'm so excited to get into that i'm so stoked um yeah i i also like walks i walk a lot of places um so like i i just like to walk around or like walk around like the city or walk around in nature um i think because i don't drive so like walking is just something i have to do and so it's something I've made my peace with. So it's like, okay, well, this is a this is a part of my day. So I'm gonna just find joy in it, I guess. Yes. No, no e-scooter or rollerblades or anything. Oh walking? no, I do. No, I do scooter. No, okay, no, don't okay. don't get it twisted. I do scooter and, and e-bike every now and then. Um, but like I we when we lived in Iowa, uh, the public transportation was not nearly as good as it is in fort collins and fort collins public transportation could be better um but like so i i was used to walking miles at a time when we lived in iowa um yeah yeah uh so it's i think i've just gotten like uh like oh i keep not remembering words i'm trying to use today it's uh when you're a prisoner and like you you like Stockholm syndrome. I think I've gotten Stockholm syndrome into like really loving walking because it's something I just have to do so yeah, much. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, yeah, I would never have guessed. Uh, you know, the de- I guess I I would hope the decor of your place is what I would imagine it would be. <laughs> but you're on the professional side of your, you know, your your homestead. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> I. If you saw the other side of my office, it's just like Blu-rays and movie posters between. Nice. I won't say the name. Oh yeah, we are on a strike. I can't. I won't say the name of the movies anymore. Um, but uh, one that's based off of Oppenheimer mixed with a popular Mattel toy. Uh, mm. There's a really awesome poster of that that I found. Um, so I I feel so very seen by walking <laughs> and the baking and the movies. <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I think my girlfriend and I connected over the fact that I have a poster of a film that nobody knows about that stars Rachel McAdams and Killian Murphy that I, I'm sure you guys could guess at some point. It came out in 2005, Wes Craven. Um, yeah. 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 She walked into my apartment, little studio, and she looked at that and said, no fucking way you like that movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> she loves that movie. Um, so that's, that's awesome. just an inherent bond. But um yeah i just i love seeing what creatives do because it's it's what we bleed it's what we breathe is just like that whole thing it's really hard to completely separate yourself and if you do it almost feels like you're lazy right like you're Uh uh-huh progressing yeah no it's that is the the struggle i i think i'm a lot better at relaxing than he is because i'll be like oh hey do you want to like you know chill out play a video game he's like why would i do that i i could be doing things related to our movie our our child our baby the movie i could be doing things to nurture that i'm like you know you're right i'm gonna 
you're right. I'm going to I'm going to play some some Last of Us and you do whatever you need to do and you go for it. You go You got to let it out. You got to let the the exactly, flow flow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, with everything we've talked about, everything you guys have gone through and and are going to, you know, do for the rest of your your lives together, especially creatively and personally, I wanted to see if you had maybe a shared piece of advice you could give to our listeners. Maybe they want to be filmmakers, maybe they want to write something, but What's a piece of advice you two have hung on to that I could share with everybody here? I touched on this a bit, but I think that the only reason that all this has been working has been kind of keeping it positive. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that I, I kind of hold on to because it's a hard thing to do, but it's, it's just kind of what makes the whole process worth it. Like, all the people that we've met through this, the the cast, the crew, uh, just different people involved in the film community, people we've hassled for money. Um, they, they're <laughs> almost entirely nice people. And positive experiences. Yeah, and, and good experiences. And just leaning into that makes it, I mean, it's it'd be a dream either way. But it yeah. it makes it nice and not just work. Yeah, definitely <laughs> focusing on keeping like a positive mindset, keeping confidence, like remembering why you're doing this. Um, preparing to talk to you, Tyler. I actually listened to your episode with uh, Troy Baker. Oh, sick! <laughs> yeah, something he said. Something he said. I honestly really resonated with me, like with where we're at. Is like he he had a whole like story around it, but what it came down to is just not letting fear keep you from doing things. And I think that's, I think that's kind of like the, the other side of that coin. Like you have to stay positive and you have to hang on to that positivity because if you don't, that fear kind of creeps in and that's, that's going to be the thing standing in your way more than anything else. Like your, your own fear is going to be standing in the way (laughs) is something I think we've definitely experience yeah it's it's the easiest thing in the world to not do it oh um, yeah it's incredibly easy <laughs> to not uh write a feature length script do marketing research um build a social media following crowdfund for like thousands of dollars put together a crew pay people put together a cast film a movie it's really easy to not do that it's i i reckon i would recommend if you want to like do something easy to like not do it um but there's a reason you do it yeah because you love it <laughs> yeah no no one does this because it's easy or because it's a way to make money uh no yeah you, you, no <laughs> uh you, you do it because it feels weird not to because because yeah. it hurts to not be doing it yeah. uh, it's it's the same reason you eat and you sleep and you drink and if you feel like you have to you make a movie yeah <laughs> i yeah so like if you're out there and you're thinking oh hey i think i want to make a movie i think i want to write something i think i want to be creative um be prepared to be a really positive person out of pure necessity. <laughs> I'd be very prepared. All that advice is incredibly sound, especially with how 
deep in it you guys are right now. I mean, you're you're in the midst of producing this feature that one day is going to be done and they're going to have to do it all over again. So (laughs) back to that, that labor of love sort of thing. But I know we've talked about little moments here and there throughout your entire, you know, production process, but I did want to see, you know, we do party stories on this show. I wanted to see if there's an, uh, (laughs) an experience that stood out, whether it's crowdfunding, like cold calling people, uh, whether it's doing the Kickstarter or just casting, do you have any like weird or crazy stories? Maybe just one story that you guys can share about the uh, that like, I don't know that that moment in the production process. I knew this was coming, and I finally did think of one while we were talking. Yes, go for it, go for it. So for some reason, while uh, we were following people from the movie page, uh, one of the people that decided to follow us back was the director of Sharknado. Uh, yeah, not not sure why. Um, big fan, though. Um, so that was exciting. Um, and then Alex chose, while finding all these different people to message, hassling them for money, to include the director of Sharknado. Um, the message me was... Back to you. Uh, the message was seen. That yeah, is what he, I have. He left us on rent. We but that's left, totally fair when people are asking you to for be money. Left on red by the director of Sharknado is an honor. It was worth his time to read it or at least open it. Exactly. He opened it and went, I don't think so. And that's enough for me. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I expected. I I'm honored. I'm honored that he left us on red. Yeah. Absolutely honored. He was clearly just checking his messages constantly so i mean there <laughs> yeah you, you he's, he's active and i'm honestly you know i will be surprised if you guys because he didn't unfollow you right no 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 he just looked at it was like mm, i don't think so <laughs> maybe he's waiting to see like oh i'll see what this what this does first and the next one maybe i'll, I'll next know, one i'll maybe. kick yeah. like 40 yeah. bucks there <laughs> like, i don't know what side i would have loved if like <laughs> five dollars appeared in the kickstarter and we're like that's the guy because like, <laughs> you can put i don't know a response or something if you donated money right can you put like a, a little caption like good luck or i think so maybe i'm actually not sure because nobody did that yeah, oh, that's okay. so either none of our friends like us that much to be that cute or <laughs> or you can't or yeah, you can't that's fair. yeah i'm not sure which it is i'm just uh, picturing yes. it a very specific amount donated and then just an emoji of a shark and a tornado. And you're like, I fucking knew it. You know, I, like, knew right? it. I knew it. <laughs> I, that is awesome. Like, of he all- was so mad at me. He <laughs> was, was like, why'd you do he that? He was furious. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Maybe he'll be into it. Like, yeah. like you just gotta, you gotta take a chance. His movie has like is. seven sequels, so yeah. I was like, this guy knows about the hustle, okay? At the very least, he's not going to be mad. <laughs> at, at the worst, he's going to ignore us, and that's what he did. And I respect it. I respect it. Screenshot it, print it out, and put it right above the can film reel. I'm right. right. I'm right. <laughs> well, um, of course, we already know what we're going to promote with this episode. That, that goes without saying. And uh, you guys reached well over your goal, but is there any other way others can support your film or like spread the word? We are working on 
a way to do that at the moment. Um, and you should check out our Instagram page, Field of Screams Film, um, for the up-to-date information on that. Nothing concrete at the moment, but we are working on a way to keep people engaged and like keep people um, supporting if they weren't able to support during the Kickstarter. Um, so yeah, yeah, keep an eye on our socials. Um, our Instagram is the most up-to-date. Um, but yeah, that's, we're just going, we're just all in on, on the movie all in on it <laughs> that's the only thing we got going on <laughs> i can't wait oh i guess i should ask um when are you guys going to start shooting when is when is the anticipated start date may 2024 okay we wanted okay. to capitalize on halloween for crowdfunding and we have a lot of outdoor shots that cannot have snow in them so <laughs> it's got to be pretty pretty late <laughs> Pretty towards the middle of the year if we're going to avoid snow at that point. That Hopefully. is a great point. Yeah, right? Especially yeah, we're here. hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a huge mm-hmm. storm this year. I'm hoping we get one maybe in April next year and then it's done. That would be great. That'd be the dream. That's, that's what we're dreaming for. Yeah. That's but what we're hoping for. If you guys need help and that happens, I'll just go. We'll go buy a bunch of fake corn and then put it on, you know, those, those, uh, weird wheelbarrow looking things the flatbeds at home depot yeah yeah, 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 yeah it'll be fine yeah. it'll be fine i um, thought you were gonna offer to shovel our location i was like i'll take that that's oh I, I got two <laughs> snow shovels i don't i don't use a machine i don't use a plow i do it myself Ooh, um they're go. neon green super Ooh, super oh. tough looking uh <laughs> <laughs> this um guys this was awesome i know we god we went yeah pretty much well over an hour um i was trying to keep it short but this was just too much fun i can't wait for everything to get started i'm gonna keep you know uh supporting the film any way i can sharing things just making sure i tell friends about it telling potential financiers uh (laughs) anybody yeah hey how much money do you have you keep saying you have a lot of money why don't you prove it here's a project you should donate to yeah yeah this is I, I can't wait. Um, I have nothing else left outside of our awkward goodbye. So if you guys are ready for that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go off on a, a really beige kind of outro. Um, sorry, I thought I heard my. It's after Halloween. Why am I hearing home invasion sounds? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so yes, <laughs> God damn it, awkward goodbye. Uh, I'm just going to do a three, two, one silent countdown. When I point to you guys, give us your best verbal and visual awkward goodbye, and we'll stop the recording from there. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Here we go. In. Yeah, no, it's good to see you. Wait. No, it's good to see you. Yeah. Is this a hug? Is this a handshake? I'm so sorry. Oh. see you.